I'll take a, a jacked up Dean Winchester over any 10 other hunters any day. I'm proud of us. Warning, the Winchester Winches use adult language and discuss adult topics. If you are easily offended, stop listening now. Seriously, turn back while you still can. Son of a bitch! Dean! Sam! Yeah, well, there's times I want to get slapped during sex by a girl wearing a Zorro mask. I don't make it a good idea. I lost my shoe. Welcome to the Winchester Winches Show with T-Squared. We talk about all things Winchester and Supernatural related. Because we're not trapped out here with you. You're trapped out here with us. Yes, welcome to episode two of the Winchester Winches podcast. I'm T. And I am Other T. I guess that makes us T-squared, or at least that's what we're hoping. (laughs) (laughs) And want to welcome, we have a special guest this episode of the podcast, one of our other Winchester winches, Cindy. Hi, Cindy. Hello. Okay, so uh, this, this episode... Of the podcast, we want to talk about uh, season six and seven, the Sarah Gamble years, and yay, yay, yay. <laughs> and and it's it's amazing to me. Okay, you know, I I see stuff all the time where people are bitching about Sarah Gamble. I mean, and I'm like, why? I loved Sarah Gamble's years. Um, ex- well, ex- except season seven. I mean, you know, Sarah Gamble is an amazing writer, but I don't think that she was very good as a you know. As a showrunner, yeah. Yeah. But she's, have you watched The Magician? And you don't even know that if it's just Sarah getting thrown under the bus by, you know, um, all the suits that try to get in. You don't know. Yeah, you know, the muckety mucks could be just throwing Sarah under the bus. Because Have you watched The Magicians? No, but it's on my list. Oh my God, it is awesome. And Sarah's... Especially you know, since uh, um, our, our favorite girl's on there now. Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> Sarah Sarah's running that thing, you know, and she... Yeah, she was from the beginning, wasn't she? Yes, yes. That's like her her baby. Now, just for uh, shits and giggles, well, we call it doing our homework, but um, anyway, we we all did a rewatch of our favorite episodes and so forth of season six and season seven, Um, and I think uh, we should start with some things that we learned in season six and when we learned them. Um, because we learned that uh, Dean left hunting and lived with Lisa and Ben for a year, but Sam was back from hell the whole time. We learned that in episode one, which is T's fa- one of her favorite episodes. It's Exile on Main Street, right? Yes, I was actually a uh, a Lisa shipper. I I enjoyed Lisa and Dean. I know a lot of people hated her, but not me. I loved her. I love I loved Lisa. I mean, and you know, I love Dean. I love Ben because you know he's just Ben is so Dean's son. I don't care what they said. I don't care what they right? said. No kidding. <laughs> I don't care what they said. Ben is his son. Um, now, one thing that I would like to point out uh, that we mentioned in the previous episode of the podcast is that uh, Dean was cheating on Lisa with baby the whole time. The whole time. <laughs> oh. He was cheating on baby with that truck. Yes, true. <laughs> true. That's very true. <laughs> but, you know, construction worker deed, you know, that's that's not a bad thing either. Okay. And and, and I would just like to point out, um, now you have in your notes, I'm sure, who wrote and directed episode one. So I'm going to let you do that because I don't have that. You would. You would my, oh, Sarah wrote it. Ha, ha, ha. 
Who wrote it? Sarah. Sarah. That's right. That's right. I, I Come to think of it, I remember seeing that whenever I watched, because I did rewatch the episode. Um, and um, Phyllis Agrisha is the director. Awesome. See, my iPad, I had that kind of stuff up on my iPad so I could use it for this. And, of course, right now, for some reason, it's not wanting to work. Um, but well, anyway, you know, IMDb um, is the best. So... <laughs> <laughs> that's that okay so um episode one is your favorite episode and it's exile on main street it's named after a rolling stone album by the way um so what other what points are would you like to point out about it um well i mean there's the whole family vibe which is really cool yeah which i really enjoyed because you know um dean's, dean's that been life. a dad the whole time yeah. He just, you know, doesn't want to own up to it. But as soon as he ended up in that little family element, and he may have been bored in some respects because, you know, he just needs a hunter's life. But but he was, uh, he's kind of made for the whole family thing. And you really see it. And uh, I thought it was really well acted by Jensen. But you can see that he misses his brother the entire time as well. So we've got this super grieving guy. Yeah, and then he's trying to move on with this family, and he probably would have. He probably would have been okay. Their life always just comes back and rips them back into the crazy. I I don't yeah. know. I don't know that that he would have uh, just been okay because ha- you know I don't think he would have been he was, whole, but he, I think he would have been okay because once he knew Sam was out there, that's yeah, he you know stay behind. You know, I mean, as long, I mean, and I'm sure Cindy's going to agree with that. Um, you know, mm-hmm. w- once he knew Sam was out there. It was over. Yeah, it's over. You know, th- he can have that, that uh, mom and dad, you know, picket fence. Uh, he can have the scrambled eggs in the morning. He can have all of that until he finds out Sam's still alive. Yeah, and, but and if I, Sam was dead. Well, well, you know, but we find out little facts in that episode, too, like, uh, it took a whole year for him to get to that point because he was still trying to figure out a way to save Sam. Oh, sure. You know, and and Sam's like, but we had a deal. And Dean's like, deal my ass. You knew, <laughs> you, you know, you knew. Come on, dude. Um, the thing that That's gets me, though, too, true. is that Bobby knew the whole time that, that Sam was back. Yeah, that mm-hmm. was kind of shitty. I mean, well, but Bobby's reasoning is you got out, Dean, and you got, you know, as close to happy as I've ever seen a hunter get. So, and of course, Bobby wants that for Dean, and he wants it for Sam because they're his boys. But anyway, we'll get into that. Um, okay, so next is uh, Twi- the, the Live Free or Twy Hard, right? That's that's the two of you's next episode, favorite episode, right? Yes. Okay, because uh, that's by Rod Hardy as the director and Brett Matthews. Okay, well, before we do that, then we're going to start with my first episode, favorite episode, because mine was mine was episode four. So mine falls in before that uh, weekend at Bobby's because (laughs) I just I mean, that is one that it doesn't matter how many rewatches I do. I watch that episode every time because I love getting the behind the scenes juicy stuff about what goes on at Bobby's house. Um, it's directed by Jensen Ackles, of course, um, mm-hmm. and it was the, it, I think it was the first episode that he directed. Yes, and it was written by Andrew Dabb and uh, Daniel Laughlin, and I I actually counted. Uh, you get five balls from Bobby, um, <laughs> and you get a bollocks from Crowley. Um, we get Jody again in that episode, of course. 
we learn a few things. We learn if you burn a demon's uh, human bones, then you burn the demon. Um, we didn't actually meet Garth, but we learned there was a Garth because, <laughs> I mean, come on, that is the best thing. When Bobby answers the phone, he's like, yeah, Garth, what do you got? Never heard of a vamp doing that. Uh, didn't sound, doesn't sound like uh, our kind of thing. Better drop a dime to the FBI. Bye. And he hangs up. And then the phone rings and he's like, Willis, FBI. No, Garth, not me, the FBI, the real FBI. And he's like, how are you still alive? You know, <laughs> you know, I mean, that is the, because that's, that's almost the best way to introduce a character besides the way we met Castiel. You know, I mean, because you learn all oh, you, you need know, to know about Garth. <laughs> you know, yes. you, <laughs> you learn all you need to know about Garth in that moment. You know, you know, he's the lovable. Yeah, bat. imagine that good writing. Oh, yeah, silly. Yeah, imagine that. Um, and and I'm, I've got a few hashtag friendship goals in this one. Um, mm, there's you know Rufus, you know Rufus knocking on the door and oh good you're home you got to help me bury a body. I mean that's friendship <laughs> goals right there. And then there's another one. Uh, hashtag friendship goals when Bobby says I'm not asking for help and Rufus says I'm not asking for your permission. <laughs> and Rufus is going to help Bobby. So, I mean, that's that's your friendship goals right there. And Rufus's Hanukkah wish list ain't present is just awesome when they're digging that hole. <laughs> uh, and, uh, oh, oh, the argument over the um, dagger blessed by Shinto priest. And, and he, he's like, seven times. Did you stab it seven times? Bobby says, and Rufus is like, no, five. And Bobby's like, it's seven. And Rufus is like, I'm pretty sure it's five. And Bobby's like, clearly it's seven. The damn hole's empty. <laughs> you know? So it's like, if you need proof of who's right here, uh, the hole's empty, dude. And uh, the wood chipper. Uh, and, the, you know, when the blood goes on the, the chick, you know, <laughs> and he's like, maybe we can do dinner sometime. And she's like, no, I'm good. <laughs> um and and I think it's cool that in this episode you find out this is an episode directed by Jensen and you find out that Crowley had a son and then another episode uh, that Jensen directed ten uh, uh, season ten episode three Soul Survivor that's when we meet uh, Crowley's mom Rowena so both of the episodes where we found uh, Crowley's family members were directed by Jensen. Hmm. Interesting, right? Yeah. Um, I, I love the phone call with Dean. When Bobby says, or when Dean calls him selfish and says it's not all about you, um, and, and oh, Bobby's, Bobby's like, where's your brother? I mean, that's his, that's his response. <laughs> Do not make me kill you, Yeah, boy. yeah, you know, and then and then he just goes off, you know, and he's like, what do I get, Jack, with a side of squat? And he's like, and they start talking, he's like, do I sound like I'm done? Yeah. <laughs> and it's just like, oh, my God, I love Bobby. Um, and the fact that Jody saves... The fact that Jody saves Rufus, even risking her career, even though she didn't want to at first, that's when she became family. Right there. When she saved Rufus and helped Bobby, she became family. Because before that, she was just a sheriff that arrested Bobby from time to time. The drunk. He was the town yeah, drunk. Yeah, he was the town yeah. drunk. Right. Um, Crowley's version, uh, you know, where he says, I'll save you the recap, is awesome. You know, where he's like, you know, homespun corn spawn you know and he's he's like give me give me i want my soul back i'm surly and i'm i've got a beard give me you know and he does the whole thing back and forth and he's pointing at himself and doing the line and he's pointing at him that is so awesome and i just gotta say god i miss crowley i really miss crowley yeah mark I mean, shepherd was awesome 
his yeah. character up like that, that he would leave. Yeah, I miss him. Uh, I think it's funny that he sold his soul for three inches below the belt, though. Uh, <laughs> and he says he's just trying to hit double digits. Um, <laughs> and and th- that's the first time, actually, in that episode that Crowley calls Sam Moose. Because, I mean, before in a- another episode, he says, where's your moose? Right. He asked he asked Dean, where's your moose? So actually, you know, that's the first time that he actually calls him moose like it's his name because he's like, you know, get out of my way, moose. Doesn't you know. he change it on his phone to not moose too for Dean? Yeah, that, but I but uh, I don't remember at <laughs> what point later. that happened. That's, that's later. Yeah, I, yeah, I, don't, I was going to say I don't remember, remember if that's later or what. Oh, yeah, it's like season 10, I think. <laughs> OK, and so then we're going to move on to episode five because that's that's. Both of you, it's on your list. Um, okay, Cindy, you start. And, uh, well, wait a minute. Uh, and mm-hmm. what we learn in this episode, I was going to hit y'all with that, is there's a cure for vampirism, and we find out that there's really something wrong with Sam. <laughs> there's something wrong with Sammy there. Okay, so, Cindy, Cindy, That's let's it. talk about your favorite episode, <laughs> Live Free or Try Hard. Okay. Um, I was asking for vampires, so that part drew me into the episode. Even the ones that sparkle? Maybe not those ones. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just um, had to ask. I just had to ask. Uh, I like being told adventure as he transforms into a vampire, the things he struggles with. Um, when he goes to see Lisa and oh yeah, has real issues not biting her. Yeah. And oh, and we should say about hurting Ben. We should say that the episode is directed by Rod Hardy and it's written by Brett My- uh, Matthews. So I almost said Michaels, Brett Michaels. <laughs> and yeah, everybody knows he's from Poison, right? Okay, so moving yeah. on. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean his his battle with the whole thing and the fact that Sam doesn't give two shits um, is is that's when you know you know they they led you up to that path. You know, they dropped little hints, they little the, the little bread com- crumbs to show you that there was something not quite right with Sammy. Uh, and then with this episode, it's like, bam. OK, yeah, you were right along. There's something wrong with Sammy and we're going to show you just how bad it is. Yeah, that he like left him there at the dumpster. Right. And yes. smiled. That smile. Oh, my God. Jared is awesome with that because that, that little smile. Mm-hmm. Very much. So. I know. Just- yeah. Just as a little aside, I think we need to have something where Jared, the actor, is a bad guy because obviously. <laughs> oh yeah, I think he would do. He does. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> um, and and also something that we neglected to mention early on is that Cindy is a Sam girl. So yes, yes. She's, she's yeah, she's in the mix with the us Dean girls. Yeah, so so we threw her in the mix with two Dean girls. She seemed kind of alarmed about that when she agreed. She, you know, <laughs> when she volunteered for this job, I don't think she was quite ready for uh, <laughs> what oh, she was on, getting into. Only be behaving. <laughs> yeah, I think we've I think we've done very good. <laughs> so, what else did you like about the episode, Cindy? I like the well, the whole adventure about Sam learning more about him not being Sam, like him denying that he knows that there's a cure when he obviously was told about it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Now, did we mention episode three and the shirtless Sam workout? Because I think think we should really cover that. Um, (laughs) I think we should discuss uh, the soulless Sam workout. 
Um, and and what what a healthy guy, what a healthy guy he is. Now I'm not. I, I have not. I have not strayed into objectification yet. Have I? Have I? I don't think I have. Um, but I'm sorry, but his wingspan when he pulls down on that right. What the yes. hell is he? Seven feet tall. Ah, pretty close. Oh, impressive wingspan. Impressive. Oh my God. Yeah, and oh, and they and, wanted him to do sit-ups, and Jared's like, "Look, okay, nobody looks good at sit-ups, no matter how good your body is. How about I do these?" And I'm like, "Okay, good choice, good choice, good choice, Jared, <laughs> good choice." And but I think I think that it's it's a really cool um, comparison too when they're showing showing Dean getting out of the car and stretching and you know all that, and they're throwing that in there, and the the differences between their two workouts is just. <laughs> It's just awesome. Um, okay, and I'm sorry if a hooker is going to leave without even getting paid. Yeah, what does that say? Oh, oh, and you know what? Too, you know what? Too, uh, what season is it when um, he when uh, something is said about paying the the hooker or whatever, and and Sam's like, I don't pay for it, Dane. <laughs> no, nope, just all of Sam does, evidently. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, <laughs> no. Sam says in that ep- whatever episode it is, he tells Dean, "I don't have to pay for it." And then in this episode, he does. So he not that he has to, but he does pay for it. And so that right there should have told everybody, "Oh, uh, uh, there is something wrong with Sammy." <laughs> mm-hmm. You know. So uh, I mean, that should have been a red flag right there. But uh, and I'm know. sorry. Did you see the bed behind them? That girl got fucked. I'm sorry. Yes, she did. Um, <laughs> and it it sucks that they didn't show it, but it's fine. <laughs> at least we got at least we got the workout. I'm sorry. I live for like the one love scene we get per season. I'm sorry. They're wearing too many clothes all the time. I get just tiny <laughs> small little things. Just give them and, to me. And and I'm gonna throw this out there because she has not bragged about it. Uh, but I'm I'm gonna throw it out there because I don't mind bragging about it, and I'll edit it out later if she makes me. Um, but uh, Soulless Sam episode three, that was when in 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 Taryn's mind it became Deacon because Taryn is an author and she writes books that are woo hot and steamy, and um, uh, the, from the series uh, Lost in Oblivion. Uh, she used Jared, uh, Sola Sam, Jared Padalecki as the inspiration for a character, Deacon. And, oh, my God, Deacon is, I love Deacon. Anyway, okay, so. Yeah, he's got the, he's got the Boy Scout sensibilities of our fair Sam. But, uh, yeah, he's got the, he's got the Sola Sam body. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, oh. and libido, evidently. <laughs> Woo, okay, so. <laughs> And and Cindy, you didn't you say that episode three is one of your favorites too? Um, I didn't, but that is one of the notable most, ones. Most mostly just that scene, right? <laughs> A lot, yes. <laughs> but we do meet Balthazar too in that episode. Oh, that's true. That's true. Oh, I love Balthazar. I, I, yeah, me too. I love Balthazar. He's just awesome. And Sebastian was so bad. Yeah, oh my God. Sebastian is the best. Yeah, Sebastian is so awesome. Um, <laughs> times 11. <laughs> okay, so moving on. Um, we're uh, next episode that is the favorite. Who has that? Which one is? Oh, wait, for um, the very end of uh, Twy Hard, uh-huh. having, having him the badass Dean kill all those vampires so that he can get his cure. 
Holy shit balls. Oh yeah. Yeah. Meeting meeting B A M F Dean again is yeah. And he's sitting there with the stupid like big daddy vamp under his freaking boot, his head. I'm like, oh my god. And Rick Worthy <laughs> Rick Worthy, uh, who plays the alpha vampire, by the way, I love him. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. You know, but um and he's in the magicians too. Is he? Yeah, he plays Oh my god, he's he plays badass. the dean he plays the dean of the school. And the he just he just sits there in that cage and he's just like, what? What are you gonna do? Oh yeah, yeah. It's the best. <laughs> uh, anyway, okay, all right. Uh, sorry. All right. So okay, next episode that is somebody's favorite. Which one? Clap your hands if you believe. Is that the next one? Okay. Well, that was mine. Is it? Is it? it, it did Did somebody else agree with me? I can't remember. We discussed this earlier, but I can't remember if somebody agreed with me on that. Is that your next one, Cindy? I don't remember. No. Okay. Well, it was mine. Okay. <laughs> season uh, season six, episode nine is one of my favorites. Clap your hands if you believe, which, by the way, is a reference to Peter Pan with Tinkerbell because we're fighting fairies. You fight those fairies. Yes, and fight the fairies, um, which, by the way, I think is funny uh, because when, when uh, I found this fact on uh, Super Wiki, by the way, because uh, I love that site, too. Pro- you know, props to the Super Wiki lady. When the, when the show first aired... The hashtag fight the fairies trended on Twitter and people thought it was a homophobic slur and didn't realize that it had to do with the supernatural show. So, um, but anyway, wasn't that a freaking, that was a, that was a, that was just a one liner that uh, Jensen threw in. It wasn't even in the, right. You fight those fairies, fight the fairies. (laughs) Um, Another ad libbed line too, uh, from this episode that Jared did because at the, when he fights the, the leprechaun at the end. And he gets his ass beat, and then he opens the thing of salt and pours it in the floor, and he's and he's like, "Can you count this for me?" And then he's like, "Why didn't I do that earlier?" The "Why didn't I do that earlier?" was an ad libbed line. I didn't know that. Oh, was it? Yeah, Robert Picardo is so good. I know. He plays the leprechaun. He's amazing. He's such a good character actor. He's the, he's one of those that guys. You know? Yeah, the, the, he's that guy from that thing. Yeah, uh, and he it was, was also Star Trek, right? Yeah. Yeah, he played he played a doctor on um, crud. It was the one with uh, Captain Janeway. It was the one. It was the one with the uh, female captain, and I can't. Space Nine. Voyager. Janeway. Voyager is it Voyager? Yeah, that's what. Yeah, Cindy was saying. Yeah. The (laughs) now I got. Oh, it was directed by uh, John F. Showalter, and it was written by Ben Edlund. So, oh, yeah. Mr. Edlin, we yeah. so miss you. Yeah. Um, I love, 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 love Sam saying, when is a deal ever a good thing? Because, you know, Dean is questioning that he doesn't have a soul or whatever, uh, you know, because by this point they know that, that that that's the problem. And he's like, when, he, he's like, is that a soul, soulless thing? And, and Sam's like, well, no, when is a deal ever a good thing? The um, truths that come out of Sam when he's soulless are the best. Oh, yeah. Um, I loved I loved the X Files opening. Yeah, right. That's that's just so cool. And Sam's uh, lack of empathy. Banging, Sam's banging, lack of empathy just makes this. <laughs> Do what? Banging patchouli. Yes, that's yeah. Um, but Sam's <laughs> lack of empathy, and, and I love the the whole conversation between Sam and Dean when Sam's asking if you had a soul, <laughs> and Dean is explaining why he wouldn't sleep with hippie chick. Even if he had a soul, you know, why he wouldn't have done it. And it's because he would be suffering and, you know, and you would be missing your brother and you would be. And, and of course, soul is Sam. He just doesn't get that. I love <laughs> I love that he's going to be Jiminy Cricket for him, you know. 
<laughs> you know, that's this. And of course, the one of the best song cues in the show, David Bowie's Space Oddity uh, for the mm-hmm. the. The the nipples, is what I, that was what I wrote in my note. Nipples, uh, you know. Um, <laughs> but where when the fairy attacks Dean and they're using David Boy's space oddity because um, and this is an, an off topic topic that I brought up before we started uh, recording. Um, I am I am a classic rock radio station DJ, so music is a big part of this for me, and I love the music cues in the show. And so I have a list in like my top five, um, the Attack of the Fairy with the Space Oddity song. That is like number two on the list. Number one is actually one I love it, and I've actually heard the actors saying that it's their favorite cue in the in the show, and that's. That that girl is a woman now by Gary Puckett and the human, uh, Union Gap that they use uh, in season eleven when Amara has grown up and she's walking down the street and they're playing that song and we've mentioned mine and uh, me and other T over there we have uh, one in common her it's her favorite it's, it's number three on my list uh, where they leave the bank and night shifter with Renegade so good. I love that one too yeah. <laughs> Another one that's in my top five is when Fade is after the boys in uh, uh, My Heart Will Go On <laughs> with One Way or Another by by Blondie. You know, I'm going to get you one way or another. And um, one that will be talked about later, uh, number five on my list is uh, Charlie in the Elevator with Walking on Sunshine. But we'll get to that uh, coming up. But anyway, so the space oddity attack of the killer fairy that is like on my list and and I just love when he's fighting it, and he gets it in the the microwave, and he's like ha ha, and and then it goes ding. <laughs> I just love that. <laughs> and the whole conversation with Sam afterwards, and he's like, you don't see all the the black the the ek? and it was a little naked lady with nipples, and she hit me, and and Sam's like, I'm not supposed to laugh, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And and I mean, because you just Sola Sam is awesome, and. All through that, Sam just now that he's not trying to hide it from Dean anymore, that he doesn't have a soul. You get all of these, like you said, it's the best. Yeah, soulless Sammy truths that just fall out are just awesome because, like, when he attacks that woman and he's like, you know, don't get your wackadoo on us, and you know. You know, and, you know, and then they're sitting in they're sitting in her little trailer. I love it when he says it's like Sedona, Arizona, crapped in here. <laughs> and then when they get out of there, Dean's is it on me? I feel like I got the crazy on me. You know, I mean that, that that's just full of great lines that episode, and you know, uh, written by Ben Edlund. God, we miss you, Ben. Um, <laughs> and uh, okay, so moving on, who's got the next one? I think I do. Okay, episode eleven, appointment in Samara. Oh, yes, the one. Oh, yeah, that's a good episode. Okay. Yeah. Um, it was written by Sarah Gamble, sorry. Oh. Yeah. And Robert Singer. And oh, directed by Mike Roll. Oh, okay, yeah. Well, you know, Bobby, I, I can't I can't call, I, I always say Bobby Singer instead of Robert Singer, but I know it's not Bobby that wrote it, but... <laughs> but uh, I think that, you know, uh, Robert Singer and Sarah Gamble made a good team. They do. Uh, you know, that's why they gave them the showrunner thing. It's just that, you know. Hmm. Yeah. Anyway, so that, in case we need to refresh everybody's memory, that's the episode where Dean uh, takes over the role of death for a little while. 
Yes. So good. And where's the ring? And he fails. So yes. much. But, but, <laughs> but Death still goes good and for gets... his character. Huh? I said it was good for his character. Yeah, he, yeah, it moves the character along quite, uh, along quite a bit. Um, I love Julian as uh, Death. I just, I loved him as Death. He, he brought so much to that role. Um, and Julian is so chill in real life. It's so funny to see him, like, <laughs> so the opposite of uh, Death. But he's I mean, a, Death is pretty droll. Yeah. But but he's another one of those guys that you've seen in that thing. You know, he's, yeah, he's, he's, he's from that, that show, that thing. He did that thing. And he's, but he has a great death. And he's going to go get Sammy's soul anyway, you know, even though Dean failed as Death. But I think that it wasn't so much, that wasn't about him succeeding or not as death. It was more about the lesson death wanted Dean to learn. Yes. Yeah. He needed to learn it. Yeah. And then he came back and he fixed Sammy temporarily. Spoiler alert. Yeah, there's a bunch of fun with Balthazar in that episode. Too. Yeah. yeah. I, and I should say, yeah. you know, I, I, you know, I said spoiler alert, but, but I keep thinking about this and I'm like, why would somebody watch, listen to our podcast if they hadn't watched the seasons? I mean, because we say what we're going to be talking about. So if you're listening now, you, you know, you, there's going to be all the spoilers. <laughs> you're going to get them all, <laughs> all the spoilers. This is um, not a spoiler free. No. Area. No. no. There's going to no. be some some yellow tape. <laughs> yeah. Spoiler. Caution. Spoilers everywhere. Caution. There's a talk outline uh, of your viewing. Uh... Did you say chocolate? No, I said chalk outline. Oh, okay. <laughs> 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 we know where T's mind like, is. Were you thinking about me and chocolate? <laughs> okay. <clears throat> so anyway. Uh, All right. But uh, yeah, oh. there's a lot of good stuff with Balthazar in this episode too. Oh, yeah. And we get to see Sam's really how dark he can get with when he tries oh, to tell yeah. Bobby. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because he's, you know, he's, you know that if he had a soul, he never would. He never, no. n- never. Um, Wouldn't even think about it. Right. And, and, and that, that, that whole thing shows you just, you know, if it meant killing Dean, if it meant, you know, whatever, he'd have done it. Mm-hmm. That yeah, you're right. It shows just how dark Sammy could get. Whew. Okay, now <laughs> are we moving on? Yes, he I tries think to knock out Bobby, who is expecting yeah. him, and knocks him out. <laughs> yes, yes. The Bobby fact that Bob, yeah, the fact that Bobby. Bobby, yeah, I, you know, I love Bobby. God, I love Bobby. Okay, um, so moving on. Next episode, um, who has the next one? After season, after episode eleven, who has the next? Um, is it me? Sixteen. Well, sixteen is one of mine. Well, it's one of my notable episodes. It's not like one of my favorites, but so we'll let you talk about it, and I'll just point out what I thought was notable about it. <clears throat> okay, and then there were none, which is episode sixteen, which is another one of mine, and happens to be Brett Matthews again, the writer. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mike Rolls also the director on this one, which was. Uh, the Samario one, dude, too. Mm-hmm. Um, I love this episode. It's kind of one of those locked room episodes because um, we have to figure out who's the bad guy. Yeah. With that crazy worm. Such good acting in this whole episode. Of course, we one of our favorites, but and we I- also learn about Eve. Yes, that's that's the episode we meet Eve. And I feel that this was a very 
large missed opportunity to use Eve. I don't know why they decided to go away from using Eve as the big bad, because <clears throat> that would have been so cool. But they kind of, I don't know, it like fizzled. Yeah, I'm, I I feel the same. I mean, Eve could have been... Amazing. Yeah, a great big bad. That she, that she like designed all of the monsters that we deal with now. I mean, how is that not a cool thing that we could have made a story around? Even the Jefferson Starships. She yeah, you know. <laughs> um the and and maybe just maybe though the 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 fact the reason they did let it drop is because she could have been uh one of those unbeatable, you know, and and we have to let the boys win. Maybe that's maybe. why they they let her drop, but but it it really was a missed opportunity. But we have um of course the uh the crazy with the worm mm-hmm. and <laughs> the con worm as Dean calls it. Mm-hmm. And of course we see Samuel again when uh, Dean loses his mind and he's about ready to kick his ass. Oh yes, because bullet right in his brain. That, and that right there, that is why I call this a, a notable episode because back in episode ten in Caged Heat, when uh, Samuel betrays the boys and he hands him over to Crowley, uh, Dean tells him, you know, he's like, "You want to know who I am?" Because you know, he's like, "I don't even know who you are." He wants Mary back, and that's all he cares about. Um, and and I can tell you straight up as a mother. Um, that would have pissed me off if my dad uh, didn't save my kids. Oh, my God, I would have gone off. So I can firmly say uh, and speak for Mary and say bad on you, dad. You know, you're an asshat. Um, but but anyway, in that episode, uh, Dean says, you want to know who I am? I'm the guy you never want to see again. The next time you see me, I'll be there to kill you. And then in this episode, of course, he's like, welcome to next time. Yeah. Well, Badass also- motherfucker Dean. There we go. B-A-M-F Dean. Uh, but anyway. Uh, but I will say that this is actually a nice little precursor. And when they do write things well, they do really well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When you find out what Mary grew up with, this kind of man. Right. Exactly. And then you can see why Mary is not the Mary Sue that the boys believe she is when she comes back right. in the later seasons. Yeah, she's not you know, exactly what they were. expecting her to be the apple pie mom, but she never was. No. She but tried. She tried to be, just, but she wasn't. Well, sure. But even even when she was an apple pie, she, she, she owns up to it later. She's like, dude, I never made a pie. I bought them. Right. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I you did know, cut the crust off your sandwich, but I never made a pie. <laughs> you know? This idealistic, you know, mom that he had in his brain, mm-hmm. um, Mary never was. And then you see, it's because she was, I mean, she grew up a hunter. Yeah, she grew up in the life. They should have a perfect example of what she grew up because they they lived it. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway. And Rufus really dies. You know, spoiler Rufus alert, dies. Rufus dies in this so episode. Worse. Yeah. Uh, and, and and I hate it that they didn't give him a hunter's funeral. They just they just buried him, poured some whiskey out, say goodbye, moved on. And and the, something's wrong with that. They should have. They totally should have given him a hunter's funeral. Yeah, Maybe that's what he wanted, though. Well, that's true. Maybe it is what he wanted, but <clears throat> he was a hunter. So uh, what what else did Isn't you want to say? Part of the Jewish faith, though, too. If he was, is he? Was yeah, he it could have been. Yeah, yeah, he was Jewish. Because, you know, he's always saying, uh, he tells Bobby. He can't do like, something. You know, he can't do something because it's it's the Sabbath. 
uh, you know, uh, he, he can't. Uh, As he's he, sitting there, and Bobby is like digging a grave. Yeah, and, yeah, and he wants that. He wants that front end loader thing for Hanukkah. You know, I mean, he he he's definitely Jewish. Uh, so it could be. I'm not Jewish, so I don't know. It could be part of the because Jewish there's part. some serious like if you're like a true my friend that's very Jewish, and she was. Um, Orthodox for a while, and boy, you can't even get a tattoo. <laughs> you know? Wow! I can't imagine burning a body would be part of the uh, the allowances. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, okay. So that could be why. So are you are you done with sixteen? Are you? Was there anything else you wanted to add, uh, Cindy? Do you want to add anything about sixteen? Um, no. No, no, okay, she's good. Um, then we're going to move on to episode seventeen, which is one of my favorites. Uh, my heart will go on because I love Balthazar in this. Um, it was directed by Phil Sagricia. I love Phil. Uh, it was written by Eric Carmelo and Nicole Snyder. I loved getting to see Ellen again, and I loved Ellen with Bobby. The oh yeah, that they hooked up in another life or whatever. And and the boys have to deal with uh, Atropos, uh, one of the fates. Uh, when Balthazar unseeks the Titanic. And and he says that it's because um, of the song, and the, he hated the Billy Zane movie, he says, you know, one less Billy Zane movie. Um, and he hates the song, you know, Celine Dion is some destitute lounge singer in Canada um, <laughs> now because, you know, she didn't have the hit with the song. And, uh, you know, there's this whole deal. Um, but... <laughs> You know, up to a certain point in the thing, you know, when you watch it for the first time and you see Ellen and you're like, your your mouth's just kind of hanging open because you're like, what the fuck's going on? You know, and they because they don't explain it yet. And, and you're like, what the fuck is going on? And then they get into a Mustang, not baby. And you're like, what the fuck is going on? But you know what? <laughs> you you should have known that there was something funny, wacky up when Dean won rock, paper, scissors. Because Dean doesn't ever win rock, paper, scissors, <laughs> you know, and and when they're trying to decide who's going to say something uh, with Bobby when he's sitting there and he's drinking and everything and Dean wins and Bob and Sam has to say something. Uh, so, I mean, and, uh, Dean actually does win once again later, very, very much later. Yeah, he does. But and I he mean, was so excited. Yeah. Th- yeah, exactly. But and see, he he's not when he wins here. It's just like, you know, he just kind of shrugs like like he always wins, you know. So it's like, hmm. Um, but something about this episode that really bugs me, okay, is that, you know, they they say uh, that Sam and Dean stopping the apocalypse uh, and throwing out the rule book gave everyone free will and made fate obsolete. And that's why Atropos is upset. Now, Atropos, uh, Atropos says that she's upset because uh, Balthazar unsynced the Titanic. And created uh, 50,000 extra souls for Castiel's war machine uh, in his fight against Raphael. Because that this is the episode where we find out just how powerful souls are. Um, and that they can power uh, this, right? So this is one of those threads that if you pull that, you know, and like it's like that whole Adam and Hell thing, uh, still in Hell thing. Because now, currently, we know that heaven is failing because there's not enough angels to power it and run it. Well, why aren't all the souls that are in heaven powering it? You know, because they told us way back then how powerful, you know, in season six, Sarah says souls are powerful. They're like little nuclear reactors. 
So right. why why aren't all the souls that are up there in heaven? Why isn't their little nuclear reactors what's powering heaven? So that's one of those threads. If you pick it long enough, you'll go. Mm-hmm. That was a. Let's revisit it again in season eleven with the God when they scatter all the souls to destroy Mara. Right. Yeah. You see. Yeah. You see it there too. So why? Uh, are, why aren't all those souls powering heaven? You know, Crowley had them working in hell. You know, he had them powering hell. Uh, but, you know, that's just, that's one of those so deals. That back door into purgatory. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Um and and and, and uh, I I hated it that they they stopped Atropos uh, obviously uh, but we lost Ellen and Joe again and that just eh, pisses me off because I <laughs> I, I, I loved uh, Samantha Ferris and Alona Tile uh, Tal um, mm-hmm. I, I love them and uh, I hate it I mean I know that they can't bring back Alona because she's in that show Seal Team on CBS so she's already busy um, <clears throat> but uh, they could bring back. Ellen and Ash and yeah anyway that's that's something we have covered previously <laughs> okay so moving on who has the next one I think you do me isn't it Frontierland well that's not a favorite it's a notable it's oh, okay. it's a, it's a notable because um I I love the whole thing <laughs> you know the, the guys in cowboy stuff is just like oh yeah that's awesome and it has the best ending ever. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, that whole Back to the Future thing. Is, yeah. <laughs> I love how he Back to the Future's it. And I love, I love um, the... Uh, the bet to get the box back with the Phoenix Ashes. I love the, the I love Posse. I'm a Posse magnet. I want to get that on a t-shirt. <laughs> you know, I mean, that's awesome. And that episode, by the way, is directed by Guy Norman B. Uh, it's written by uh, Andrew Dabb, Daniel Laughlin, and Jackson Stewart. Um, and you know, in my notes, I wrote, you know, why is this a notable episode? Everything, uh, you know, I mean, those boys need to be in a Western already. Just put them in a Western already. They, know, they, they look so great. Created for it. They yeah. even got the boots. So it's all good. Uh, yeah. Anyway. Uh, um, all right. So who, who's uh, is I that had it? the last episode. You have the last episode. Okay. I knew somebody yep. did. All right. So go ahead, Cindy. What's the last? So the last episode is the man who knew too much. Now, well, and we should stress uh, that we mean that's the last of our favorite episodes. <laughs> yeah. It's the last episode of season six. Yeah. Uh, <gasps> Eric Crippy wrote it. No, well, it was a, and it was directed by Robert Singer too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and of course so, the wall. The, what the show is about is it's when the wall finally comes down in Sam's head, and he remembers everything. So why yeah. is that your favorite? One of your favorites, other than the fact that you're a Sammy girl. <laughs> That's pretty much probably a big part of it because I love the whole struggle of Sam and his other halves, his battle between his soul, soulless half, and then the half that went to hell. Oh yeah, and the interactions between them. Yeah, and and finding out who that woman is is like, mm-hmm. yeah, it, it, you you go, oh, ow. that's one of those. Uh, yeah, don't pinch me, damn it! I was paying attention. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and and don't forget though too, um, that that's when the the you know whole Leviathan. You know that was when we were fixing the. Have some big old problems there, um, <clears throat> you know, because he's yeah. 
Yeah, you know, I mean, that 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 whole deal. Castiel, uh, um, yeah, you got a better yeah. one. Oh yeah. boy. Okay, so all right, we're gonna move on to season seven. Um, and and there's a whole lot of notable episodes in season seven, but only for little things. You know, there's it's the little things that we got or the little things that we learned. Um, you know, uh, season seven, some the big the only you know overall thing about season seven that i loved because season seven is like my least favorite season uh it's it's i i can't say that i hate the season because i don't but i i am not real fond of it but hello uh, they kill bobby yeah all the dick jokes that's what you know that's that's what made it great all the dick roman jokes and you know so you're just into dick now and oh it's a great big bag of dicks and uh uh, you know there was one time uh where he's like doing a news interview or whatever and it says across the bottom of the screen the rise of dick you know (laughs) it's just all the dick jokes are great um episode one is notable because it's called meet the new boss and that's castiel is god uh and castiel is god is just kind of scary I mean, he's just kind of creepy. Um, It's directed by Phil, uh, and it was written by Sarah Gamble, episode one. Um, Another notable episode, and I think it is one of y'all's favorites, episode three, The Girl Next Door. Uh, That's mine. It was directed by Jensen. It was uh, written by Andrew Dabb and Daniel Laughlin. Um, And who said it was theirs? Mine. Both of us. Both of you. Okay. Well, then I'm going to let both of you say why. Uh, so we'll start with Cindy since she's our guest. Guests get to go first. <laughs> um, I like the whole view into the past and the history between Amy and Sam and how, I guess, how Sam's like, oh, I could kill you. And then he decides, even though she's a monster, that's kind of like the first time you see Sam deciding that maybe it's not as black and white as his dad makes it out to be. Well, well, and, and the, the thing about that, though, is is that Sammy was always just a little bit questioning of the black and white areas. He kind of saw the air, the gray areas, um, you know, and, and that episode is, is halfway through the run of the show at that point, you know, season seven, and we're in season 14, fixing to be. Um, and at that point, Dean still did not see the gray areas. I mean, that's where he... You know, he kills her. Well, Dean likes his black and white because it's safe. Right. But he, he, he requires that part, and he doesn't like the gray because then there's questions, and then he has to make extra decisions, and then all the things that he learned as a child and from then on, maybe they don't really work, and all the things that his dad taught him, maybe they don't work. And he doesn't like to question any of that. Right, because if, if there's gray, then it's all a house of cards, and it could just fall down. I think that's when he started questioning it because then after that he's feeling guilty, right? Or oh yeah, keeping it from Sam and all that. So yeah, if it was season two, he would have just killed right her and thing. not worried about it. Right, you're right, Taryn. If if it was season two, uh, he wouldn't have been worried about it at all. No. Yeah, he's he, but he's starting to see. You know, you, I guess maybe that's where you're starting to see that Sam is a bigger influence on him than his dad was. You know, because at 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 the beginning. John is the bigger influence on Dean. But as it goes on, Sam is influencing Dean quite a bit. And um, Jewel State is in this, which is, uh, if you are Firefly people. I love Firefly. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And she's amazing. She's such a good actress. Yes, she she is. She was really perfect for um, this particular role where she didn't want to do the killing, but, you know, she had to save her baby. 
Right. And Amy Pond, mm-hmm. which, by so. the way, is a point, uh, you know, a reference for Doctor Who fans. Mm-hmm. Um, but but yeah, I mean, if you if Firefly is one another one of those that I go, you don't like Firefly? What? We can't be friends. You know, I mean, it's, <laughs> yep. it's another one of those litmus litmus tests for me. Um, and and you know, you find out just how guilty he feels about all that when when you get to episode four, defending your life. You know, that's where he's on trial. Um, the director is Bobby Singer. Uh, it's written by Adam Glass, and Joe is back as a ghost. Um. Boy, she ripped that boy apart, huh? Yes, she did. And, and you know, Dean is willing to just die rather than admit to killing Amy Pond to Sam when he's on the witness stand or whatever. Um, you know, so he is, our, like like Cindy said, he's feeling guilty. You know, he, he after he does it, yeah. So, that The Girl Next Door is a good episode. And Jensen did a great job directing, I should say. Okay, so and I think um, Jensen really did break his leg. They had to write it in. He broke it doing some crazy skiing or something. Oh, really? Yeah, he really did break his leg. <laughs> That's kind of funny. But yeah, and it you know I'm a gimp. You can't, I can't do anything. I'm a gimp. This is the cutest, and he falls right out of the bed. Oh god. <laughs> um, Jensen's the best at this uh, the uh, physical comedy. He's really good at it. <laughs> Okay, so uh, if we move on and we and we defending your life is is not anybody's favorite, but we did mention it, it because it's a notable you know episode. Uh, so who has the next episode after four? I have eight. Yeah, I, has one before that. I have slash fiction as one of my okay. top three, but okay. So slash fiction, go ahead. Because that uh, one... slash fiction is mostly it's it's the the guys and the the only time I found the uh, Leviathans interesting was this episode. Oh yeah, where they're playing the guys, <laughs> and, and where they're trying to uh, trying to take out Sam and Dean by by becoming them and essentially trying to ruin their lives by doing going on a killing spree. And but that's I'm the sorry, first episode. The boys must have been having way too much fun just getting to be bad because they were having a blast. It feels like. And that's the first episode we got written by Robbie Thompson. Robbie is. Oh, Robbie. I love Robbie. And Robbie, oh, I, we miss you, Robbie. Please right, come you back. Will do. Please come back. Please. We need you. Um, it was directed by John F. Showalter. So I'll throw that out there. Um, and Yeah, it was yeah. a really good episode. It, I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't life-changing. But it was it causes lots of trouble for the boys. That's well, and, and it's cool to get to see Jared and Jensen uh, getting to play the bad guys. You know, th- yeah. th- that's another one of those that we talked about that that Jared, uh, you know, that he would be so great as a bad guy. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway. OK, so and then the next favorite is Cindy's season seven time for a wedding. Yep. It's written by Andrew Dabb and Daniel Laughlin. Yeah, Laughlin. Sorry, there's a lot of them that are written by Dab and Laughlin that uh, that are you know notable episodes. It's directed by Tim Andrew, and I believe this is where we meet Garth. Yes, we Was finally there? meet him. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Mama Dick, you're so crazy. We we had it built up. I don't know if anybody else thought of this when they saw him, and and he we realized that he's the Garth on the phone, you know, and the I know, you know and then we get how are you not dead, and, and that like, Bo- <laughs> yeah, and that Bobby sent him to partner with with Dean, and so you're going, oh God, he's going to get Dean killed, you know? <laughs> you know? 
<laughs> but yeah, yeah, I love Garth. I love Becky. I, you know, I, I, I Becky, Becky is, is all us of us. If we were on crack, I'm yeah. telling you, Becky is all yeah. of us. She is. And people get so mad at that. They're like, no, we're not Becky. I'm like, dude, we are Becky. Because yeah. I will watch you on the convention uh, circuit. You are Becky. Right. You people are crazy. They're, we're all crazy. We all have that potential I mean, in us. Some, there's some levels. There's yeah. Some you levels. Know, yeah. We all have that potential. And, and I think, you know, it goes back to the whole, you know, comedy's funny because it's true. <laughs> um and I think it, it it hurts their feelings and pisses them off that Becky's supposed to be us because maybe it's just a little bit true. You know the truth hurts yeah, people. A little bit. <laughs> I mean, I'm I, sorry, but there's a girl that like ran across a friggin' hotel like lobby and like launched herself at Jensen before. These people are crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're That's you not know okay. <laughs> and and there there are some major wackadoo fans that are Becky. And then, and then there's so many of us that, well, like I said, we have that potential. You know, we have it down in there. We just have a little bit more restraint. And that, <laughs> that's the difference. You know, yes. we are willing to objectify the boys big time on this show, but would we ever do it in person? No. No. Oh, well, maybe. <laughs> yeah, 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 T, you would. I, I, I have no doubt that you would. I... <laughs> I mean, you know. I would just have to zip my lips over over and I'm Jensen. I'd be like, just I just can't speak. What's wrong with her? Is she mute? She has to be. I'm sorry. See, that's what Doesn't I would tell everyone. That's today. what I would tell them. I I would tell them if I was if I was with you and we went, that would I would be like, y'all, you know, she she can't speak. She can hear you <laughs> just fine, but she can't speak. <laughs> so back to the show. So But anyway, um for this particular episode, um there's a lot of people that get really upset about this because um, they take away Sam's agency, and um, I'm sorry. There's a lot of people that get really crazy on the PC stuff. Can we supernatural? How about we and just use the phrase "they're triggered"? They get triggered by it. They are <laughs> crazy about it, and I get it. I get it. I get it. The life yes. we live, the, the places that we are in now, the shit that goes on, and the shitstorm that it. it <clears throat> yeah, they get so offended, and I'm just like, dude. I'm sorry. This is like a crew of guys. Most of the writers are guys, except for a few of the girls. And it's just all guys. And they just don't... It's, they're and not it is, trying to be bad. They're not no. trying to be evil. They're not trying to be awful. It's fiction. It's fiction. Yeah. And why do we have to be PC all the time? It's fiction. And, you know, and especially, you know, the world is not PC. It should be. Oh. It should be. Yeah. Yes, it should be. But it's not perfect. You know, this dirty plastic pearl is not perfect. You, We can address that right now and say, yeah, I would love it if it was. And I would love it if everybody loved everybody uh, and everybody was kind to one another. But they're not. So, you know, and, and you know what, too? Um, that's why fiction isn't. Because uh, the world isn't. It's not perfect. So... I don't know. If 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 it didn't make you feel something, then it wasn't doing its job. So even if it made you pissed off, it it did its job because it made you feel something. Right. And anyway, okay. Sorry, it's just one yeah. of my little things that just drives me crazy when people start like picking apart every episode and just like. Yeah, because that that when people start nitpicking like that, I want to go. Um, then why do you watch the show? <laughs> 
I mean, no, it was not cool that Becky stole his agency and, like, you know, tied him up and, like, drugs the crap out of him. Right. You know, it's not okay. It's a story. It's a story. <laughs> right. It's a story. It didn't really happen. She didn't if really. Have ca- to, if they can't say these stories, if they can't tell these stories, what are we here for? Right. If you make everything PC, it's going to be the most boring show on the planet. Right. And and, and, and you don't learn anything if it's no. if it's entirely PC. You don't and learn Becky anything. And Becky didn't know she was doing wrong either because she just had that focus. And at the end, I mean, she finally figured her shit out. Right. That should be the part that people see as okay. What makes it okay? Because she learned that she wasn't doing right, you know, no. and she moved on. Um, but anyway. <laughs> to Garth. <laughs> but you know what? I think I think I know why Cindy. I, I think I know why Cindy loves that episode because she would totally have been Becky. <laughs> I think she That's would. Crazy. Are you gonna write Sam to send Winchester all over your notebook? I love sandwiches. Yeah, I I bet you she does. I bet you the notebook she took her notes and did her homework for this show says uh, Cindy Winchester all over it. And I love Sam Winchester. I bet it does. Are we calling you out, Cindy? Are we calling you out? Oh, okay. No. Okay. Well, then. Let it. (laughs) That is episode uh, eight. So we'll move on. Does anybody have nine? No. Right. Okay. So, yeah, so it's a, it's a notable only for the we we learn we learn shit about what the Leviathans are doing to the humans. Right. Yeah. Okay. Beat. So, so my favorite. I don't care episode, that I don't care. My favorite episode. Yeah. I have two favorites, but one slightly edges out the other one. My favorite episode is episode ten, Death's Door. Oh, I was just gonna say that's a good one. You learn pa- Bobby's past is. I mean, it's just heartbreaking. Uh, you learn why you never had kids. It's directed by Robert Singer, which I think is fitting. It's written by Sarah Gamble, and I, you can see Sarah all over this episode. You know her little touches because Sarah, um, the episodes that you really you feel really the emotional writer. Yeah, you, she's the emotional writer exactly. I think that it sucks that we finally found out all there is to know about Bobby Singer. You know, we got a Bobby Singer 101 in this episode. We find out all the things, and then they kill him. And so it's like, oh, man. Because they hate us. <laughs> right. They hate They're us. Evil. I think they do. I think they hate us. Uh, Bobby knows the difference uh, f- between what he calls the waking world and what's in his head. He knows that immediately. Um, and I think that's cool. And it's it's important to the episode that it didn't take him forever to figure it out. You know, I think that's that that is a big deal. Rufus helping him is is perfect symbolism again. That goes back to that friendship goals thing. Hashtag friendship goals. Because Rufus was his best friend. And the fact that Rufus had that moment, that after death moment, you know, before he came back. And he gets to advise him on how to uh, get away from his reaper. And there's one of those things where you you get poked and you go, ow. Um, when his wife says you're a good man, you'd be a great dad because he was, he was a great dad to Sam and Dean. He was, he was, I think Jim Beaver and Stephen Williams are great in this episode. They make a great pairing. You, you get to see so much about Bobby and uh, Rufus's friendship. The, 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 when they're going back and forth between what's, what's in Bobby's head and what's in the hospital, 
Um, and, and you get a glimpse of BAMF Dean again because he makes that appearance with the organ harvester guy. <laughs> you know, and he's like, walk away from me, you know, um, and it's just like, ah. and then with Dick, when he goes outside and he's like, oh, and this is such a telling line because he, he says to Dick, you're either laughing because you're uh, scared or laughing because you're stupid. And I think it was a little of both. I think. Dean, oh, yeah, because the Leviathans, they just don't believe that they can ever be hurt because it's very difficult to hurt them. Right. But. No. But Dean, you know, there's that moment where Dick is like, uh, if anybody can get me, he can. So I think he might have peed a little, you know, (laughs) I think I think I think he might have peed a little messed up the leather in the car. Um, Sam trying to convince Dean to face Bobby's death, you know, and Dean's like, what do you want me to do? You know, you want me to say we got over it when dad died and all that. That whole big old speech is Dean trying to convince himself that Bobby's going to make it. Is, Is he just arguing with Sam and and also I think he represents us in that moment. He represents the viewer in that moment because we're wanting Bobby to make it. Yeah, the, you know, it and, killed us. The, I mean, it, according to the writers, I don't think they're wrong, but whatever. That um his his death was necessary to like move the story on, which I, I say bullshit. Mistake. Yeah, I call bullshit but, on that. But the the very last part of that episode is so good. Yeah. Now, but before we get to that part, you know, Bobby, there's a memory that Bobby has after he's played ball with, they they show us him playing ball with Dean in the park. And then Bobby has that memory of arguing with John on the phone about playing ball with Dean. And that's a very enlightening moment because that is, that is their real dad and their surrogate adopted dad. And they're arguing and, you know, John's like, you're not their father. And you know, he said that because Bobby said, I know I'm not their real dad. And all John wanted them to do is train. And, and there's a, there's a deal uh, where the Reaper is saying, you don't even care, you know, blah, blah. And why is this such a big deal? And, and, and Bobby says, I don't care because they're my boys. Hmm. And and then, of course, at the end, when he's telling his dad, as fate would have it, I adopted two boys and they grew up great. They grew up heroes. So you can go to hell. And he, you know, Bobby says in that moment what we've been thinking all along. That, yes, Bobby did adopt two boys and they turned out great. They turned out heroes because in, at no point has anybody ever said they're heroes. They saved the world. I mean, it's it's not a big deal. Nobody ever says that to the boys, but we all know it's true. And Bobby says it for us. You know, they grew up heroes. Well, the, everybody that's outside of their circle is always saying what terrible people they are, and they just don't see the part where they... Save the world. Sacrifice saved people. And they and see the mistakes that happened so that they had to go fix. When kid Bobby kills his dad, and... The mom says, you know, God will punish you. And and Bobby says, yeah, kid, you know, this is where you learn that they pretty much never say thanks when you save them. No, they do not. They do not. <laughs> and and I think it's so, so lovely and a little bit ow uh, that his last word is idiots. <laughs> and the Reaper says to him, they'll be OK without you. But Bobby, you know, and of course he's talking about the boys, but Bobby doesn't believe him, so he stays. And, you know, he's, it's, my boys. 
So yeah, and, the ghost Bobby. Yeah, and then we have ghost Bobby. But I I loved Bobby and I miss him and I'm so glad that they're you know I know that bringing him back the 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 apocalypse Earth Bobby I know bringing him back he's not our Bobby and he doesn't have the past with the boys that our Bobby had but I still love seeing Jim Beaver back so fingers crossed on that one. Okay, so moving on, um, I would like to point out. Uh, episode 12 is a notable episode with Time After Time, uh, and it was written by uh, Robbie Thompson. Yay! Um, didn't somebody say that was their favorite episode? Or one of their favorite episodes? Uh, it's a really good one. It is. I love all the untouchable yeah. stuff. Uh, Jared, uh, I mean, Jensen really enjoyed the whole 40s get up, you know, clothes. Uh, and we're going to get to see more of that uh, with uh, the new season oh, with yeah, Michael, yeah. you know. Uh, and I think that's awesome. Uh, episode 13 is notable uh, because it's the Slice Girls, uh, because that's the episode where Dean has a daughter. Sam has to kill her. It's, it's uh, yeah. Um, Make it Dean. What? I'm sorry. Wait. Yeah. <laughs> that's an awesome. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, that off. is my the yeah. vampire yeah. diaries girl is in there, too. Uh, episode 14, Plucky Penny Whistles, Magical Menagerie. I know that is that's somebody's one my favorite. That's one of your favorites. OK, so mm-hmm. hit it. <laughs> oh no it was just it was a really good episode and you see all these things that the, the things that sam um the dean just afraid assumed of? were okay yeah that sam's like, afraid of him at penny whistles and that's why he hates clowns yeah because dean used to leave him there yeah mm-hmm. and then but you see uh because dean is so destroyed because we, we lost bobby mm-hmm. and um the the first time that you get to see dean kind of crack a smile and he laughs because you know sam's covered in glitter right the kid that uh, this is all about you know the just uh, making all of these things come to life with the drawings mm-hmm. it was just a really cleverly written episode and i think it's, it's underrated a lot yeah it is but it's okay. just one of my um, one that i enjoy muchly okay and moving on after that uh who has the next one I think we all went with uh, episode 20 uh, as yeah. one of our favorites. The Girl with the Dungeons and Dragons Tattoo. Uh, directed- That's right, Charlie. <laughs> Yay. Uh, directed by John McCarthy. It was written by Robbie Thompson. It's the third episode he wrote uh, for the run of the series. Uh, again, I will say how much I miss Robbie Thompson. We all miss you, Robbie. Please come back. Um, and they and, and they reference in this in this episode, they reference practically every geek thing they could. Except except Firefly, they don't reference brown coats at all. Um, but they reference Harry Potter. They reference Star Wars, Lord of the Rings, War Games, um, Batman with a coffee mug, um, Doctor Who. Doctor Who. They reference uh, uh, Indiana Jones, uh, Veronica Mars. They reference Star Trek because uh, when she says "peace out, bitches," she's doing the "live long and prosper" shine. Oh, a little side. For the Veronica Mars people. Marshmallows, it's coming back now. Yeah, I yeah, heard sure. that Kristen Bell said it was going to have a... Re- yeah, <laughs> I heard that. Yeah, it's going to be on, on Hulu, so they're going to be re-watching it all. I'm so uh, excited. Hulu. On Hulu? Oh, yay. Okay, yeah. so... Um, Charlie, when she first meets them and she says, who are you guys? What I said in my head was, they're the guys that save the world every single week except during Helladus and Christmas break. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. 
So, uh, and, and Sam's walking on sunshine. Yes. And that is, yeah, one of my favorite uh, song cues, uh, you know, because you learn everything you need to know about that character in that scene with that song and her dancing in the elevator. You learn right then. I love her. I like her. Yes. Charlie is awesome. And uh, from then on, it doesn't matter what she does. Uh, she's family, you know, at that moment, because we loved her. Um, I love Sam's uh, What Would Hermione Do speech. I mean, it's just adorable, you know. And then, okay, Dumbledore, you know, <laughs> Dean. Dean teaching her how to uh, flirt with a guy. Hilarious. Um, and, oh, about about her tattoo. Uh, you know, it's Princess Leia in the slave outfit straddling a 20-sided die. Um, and she's like, I was drunk. It was Comic-Con. I mean, that's the best excuse ever. That's the best excuse. You could use it for anything and everything. Um, I was drunk. It was Comic-Con. There you go. It was also a little fan service. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I just love her peace out, bitches. I just, I love that. I mean, Charlie, as much as Becky was all of us. Charlie was too. Charlie's who we want to be. <laughs> yeah, Charlie. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. We we all fall somewhere in between. You know, Becky, there's a little bit of Becky in all of us, and we all want to be Charlie. Charlie was us, and that's why it hurt so bad when, spoiler alert, they killed her off. Um, But, yeah, this is when we got her. It was written by Robbie, and uh, did anybody have anything they would like to add to that discussion about that episode i don't think so it's no? just one of those episodes that you can watch <laughs> no. anytime if it's if it's on the rotation for um when tnt is playing mm-hmm. i forever sit down and watch it well and you know and 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 i haven't i haven't said this before and i i probably should um there there's this thing about supernatural you know everybody has their own reason why they love the show and I'm going to I'm going to share one of the reasons I, I got into watching the show because of my daughter and I explained that last episode. Um, but one of the reasons why I love it so much is because I deal with anxiety and depression uh, a lot. And, you know, I have this whole when when I'm feeling down or when it when it's just almost more than I can stand, I can put on Supernatural and feel better because it's this whole uh they're fighting their, you know, they're fighting demons and I'm fighting my own demons and they show me that it can be done and that that you can win against your demons. Um, And that's why I love the show. It's it's a uh, allegory or it's what you know, however you want to say it. But it's it's uh, it falls right in with me and my own battles. And some of my favorite episodes to put on when I'm in that kind of a funk I love to watch the clap if you believe, because that scene with the fairy will make me laugh every single time. When when Sam says I'm not supposed to laugh, right? I will die laughing. It doesn't matter how bad of the, my the depression is at that point. I could have been just crying my eyes out for no good reason, and I can watch that that scene and I can laugh. Um, I can watch this scene with, uh, you know, with the girl with the Dungeons and Dragons tattoo. I can watch that episode and the scene with her dancing in the elevator with Walking on Sunshine will get me every time. And so I'm sure that everybody out there has their own reason for why they love the show so much. But that's mine because it helps me fight my own demons. 
a lot of my rewatches start because I was in bed crying and couldn't even make myself get out of bed unless I promised myself I would go watch Sam and Dean. And then, of course, I, a rewatch ensues. So anyway, so that's but that's one of those episodes that I can watch every single time. So anyway, I'm with you. You're with me on that. Yep. Me too. I don't have um the anxiety and depression issues, but when I get stuck writing, I often watch a bunch of supernatural episodes just because um it starts out mindless, but then it also cranks the real brain because they're it's really good writing. Oh yeah. Yeah, I mean it's it's one of those deals where the you know, there there's there's great shows out there and they're but they're not as greatly written. This one, there's just the writing on this show is so awesome, and that's what, um, because the the snarky comments, the the pop culture references, the you know all of that makes up this world that we love so much. And there's very few shows out there that I can put up there with that. I love Winona Earp because of this for the same reason the snarky comments and the you know the flawed he- heroine um yeah, i you watched know. the th- first three episodes it's a good show oh yeah winona earp is an <laughs> awesome show if you if, 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 all of you out there if you love supernatural but you have not watched winona earp you should you should totally watch it i love her she's awesome uh and her you know peacemaker is our cult you know, I mean, it's it's a lot like Supernatural, but we got this flawed female heroine instead that likes to drink and party. And she's a real smart ass. You can't help but love her. Um, and Tim Rosen that plays Doc Holliday is just <laughs> he's he's juicy. Um, but anyway, that's a whole nother show. That's a whole nother podcast. So uh, anyway, uh, we want to thank everybody for joining us for this episode. Of, and it's episode number two. So we're, we're moving on up there now. Um, and uh, we are available on iTunes now. Uh, you can find us in a search. Please subscribe and listen every week uh, or to every new episode. We'll try to do one a week, uh, but we will definitely do one uh, after every episode. Once season 14 starts, we're going to do a uh, kind of like the talking dead of the supernatural world. So please join us for that. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter. Uh, what is that uh, Twitter again, Taryn? We tried to get Winchester Winches, but somebody had actually used it. Yes. Um, uh, I'm pretty sure it's W Winches SPN uh, at. And then we're, we're also on Instagram. Um, and that's just Winchester Winches. And we have a page on Facebook now that is for the podcast. Uh, we will post uh, stuff on, on that Facebook page about the podcast. We will post uh, pictures. I posted something yesterday that I just thought was funny. You know, as Angel and a Demon Walk in a Bar. No, it's not a joke. It's just an episode of Supernatural. Um, <laughs> but, uh, we, you know, we will post, we will post stuff and uh, updates about the podcast on that page. So please like us on Facebook. Um, it is Winchester Winches Podcast. You can look us up. Uh, that way um, we also ha- uh, have a private group uh, on Facebook that is called Winchester winches that's where Cindy knows us from uh, she yep. she is one of our Winchester winches from there and we will have a lot of Winchester winches on as guest hosts uh, as we go on uh, and also we will be uh, because in that group we have uh, a watch party uh, during the season every week uh, and we yep. discuss the episode together. We watch it live on Eastern Time. Yes, and uh, comments are made. And so we will, when we record the podcast, we will be including those comments 
uh, and let you know what other winches say about the uh, episode as it goes along. So uh, please, Winchester winches is not spoiler free with the podcast right. or the group. Just to let you know ahead yeah. of time, some yeah. people get really upset about it, but we say it all over the place. I've got it posted like life-size poster boards. Right. And, and and I I can't say enough. Uh I cannot stress enough. Why would you be listening to the podcast? You know, you know, I mean, there there you should know if that's what we're going to be discussing, there's going to be spoilers. So uh and and hey, we kept our mouth uh, relatively clean this this fucking episode. <laughs> <laughs> we sure did. <laughs> So thank you for joining us in the uh, Winchester world. And uh, I'm just going to pull a page out of uh, Charlie's book and say peace out, bitches. Bye.